welcome back to Bible study to um, guess what? Um, to the Paul's letter to the Galatian church, which we're really enjoying a lot of detail. And welcome back to John Campbell. Thank you. To Derek Walker. Thank you. It's, it's, an, it's becoming an epic. It's not quite Isaiah, but we're getting, <laughs> we're getting into the, that, the territory of, of an epic Bible study. I'm going to read this morning from um, chapter 3, verse 22 to the end, to verse 29. And John, you're going to pray. Thank you. But the scripture has confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and we come before you now in the name of Jesus. Father God, as we struggle with these scriptures, we confess <coughs> that they're not the easiest and simplest of scriptures to understand. As we, as we wrestle with the scriptures, Lord, we ask that you will cause the truth to be birthed in our hearts, that we might share these words understandably with our viewers. Lord, we ask that you also minister to them in their homes as they're watching, that they too, by the Spirit of God, would understand what these scriptures are saying. Heavenly Father, we know that your word is true. We know that your word is forever settled in heaven. We know the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus, and we thank you for this. And we just ask that you be exalted in all that we say and think and do. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 So here we are. I don't know how many weeks we've been in chapter 3. I, I, I think it's been so good to go through it forensically because I, I'm certainly, from my experience, we do tend to leapfrog, um, you know, sections that are a bit heavy and go, you know, through my lifetime, you know, mm. so all, we're all one in Christ. So that's yeah. like the headline. We all can go along with that and there's neither Jew nor Greek and slave nor free. Uh, um, but if you do that, you miss. I mean, Paul, why did Paul write in right. such detail? It, 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 it wasn't just padding, as it were, so that we could get to the, the verse that we all, we all can sort of rally around. Um, so I think it's really been worthwhile. And, of course, the all one in Christ is double-edged, and it, it, it means that this refers to everyone, what, what, what the detail that we're going through on the earlier verses. 
Everything's gone. Do we need? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for getting me off the hook there. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Tim's over. You know, his introduction <laughs> is over. <laughs> Derek talking to himself again. Um, uh, do you want to do you want to kick off, Derek, with the, the you know what we've we've yeah, obviously we we, we tend yeah. to you know we're climbing a hill and we're, we're, in my experience of climbing a hill, especially if it's a screed slope, is that you you climb two steps and then there's a half step back and then you climb another two or three steps and then the, you know so yeah. we've got to keep our footing our we keep grounded in chapter three over to Derek. Well, we're, Paul is developing an argument so yeah. it's, it's good to kind of remember where we've got to and and so he has been saying that salvation um, that God has designed for mankind really you have to go back to Abraham <clears throat> and God promised this blessing to all nations um, through Abraham and his seed and this is in the terms of an inheritance something that we receive as a free gift when, when we put our trust in the Messiah. Mm. And, and so then comes the question, which is the burning question, of course, that the legalists have raised, is well, what about the law of Moses? Where, why did God bring that in if it's not to replace whatever Abraham set in motion? Mm. And surely our salvation is by keeping the law of Moses. And of mm. course, Paul says no. Mm. Because what God started with Abraham, he, he hasn't changed his mind. You can't change a will. Mm. Um, so whatever Moses is for, it is, it is not to cancel out God's salvation yeah. program. So now so we talk about what it's for. That's it. So just interjecting, uh, John, you said just before you wanted to clarify something you said. Yes. Uh, basically, you could have brought it in at any point because it's relevant. Yeah. But just so yes, but I, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before or even the week before that. I just remember that I, I said, um, quote, uh, quoting from Colossians, that the, the, um, what, what, what's it, the, the handwriting of requirements yeah. uh, was nailed to the cross. And I, I, I developed that too far because I, I then said, suggested that the whole of the law was nailed to the cross and the law no longer existed. That is wrong if I gave that impression. Mm. Um, and I m probably did give that impression because it's the curse of the law that has been nailed to the cross. Yeah. The law still exists because the law is good and holy, Paul tells us. Yeah. The, po the law still has a place. Yeah. The moral law still has a place in yeah. our lives. Yeah. Um, but of course the requirement to to follow it to the letter, salvation, uh, uh, yeah, as a sort of discipline for salvation is 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 long. It's really helpful clarity yeah. there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so John's just mentioned the moral law. Just, yeah, just so, break yes, that down. So to set the scene, as Paul's going to explain now, what the law is brought in for, uh, and and in in short, it's to prepare, to prepare Israel and us for salvation. And so the law had three aspects to it. One, you could say it's the commandments, the ordinances, and the laws, and, and the three big lessons. Mm. So number one, the commandments is primarily the moral law, you know, like nine out of the ten commandments, which, you know, do not steal, do not. Mm. This is moral law that would be God's truth for, for all people at all times. Mm. Um, those would be the commandments. Then secondly, the ordinances is the ceremonial law, and that includes all the rituals, the sacrifices, the, and this, this is very much a teaching tool. Mm. This is preparation in terms of a teaching tool. Mm. 
Um, and um, to prepare people for Christ and to give all kinds of pictures of Christ and what he would come to do. And then the third one is the laws, in a sense, is the, like the civil laws. So yeah. the, these... Which that, often that may... are the ones that, you know, those who would lampoon the scriptures would say, oh, how archaic, you know, is God's law and throw the whole baby out with the bathwater the baby being the moral yes. law. Yes. So there would be civil laws, and, and particularly what would be revealed through that is that there, the, the broken law requires punishment. You know, you'd have laws against stealing. I mean, sometimes it'd be moral law, sometimes not, but either way, if you, if you break these laws that govern the society, there are punishments. Mm. So God is teaching God, first of all, mankind, and that's verse 22, we'll see in a second. Yeah. In fact, let's look at yeah. is the lesson of the moral law, first of all, yeah. which, which is that Scripture has confined all under sin. Yes. Now, th this is um, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to all who believe. And so, the f first of all, is an idea of a prison. But notice it applies to all, the whole human race. Mm. So this is an, the application of the law of Moses was only given to Israel, mm. by the way, but it, it, it instructs the whole human race. Even today, it is a revelation of the nature of God, of the, the character of God. Of, this is the moral law in particular. Mm. And in particular, it reveals that we are all under sin. Yes. And it's interesting that even before the, the law came along, we were under sin. Mm. But uh, in a way, the law puts us in prison. You know, a criminal on the loose might think, might not, not really think about him. But when he's in, in jail, all right, now he's very acutely aware that he has sinned. Mm. And that's what the law does. It puts you in jail. Yeah. And you're very acute that punishment is coming upon you. So that the law will do that. It will make it clear to you that you're a sinner and that there is divine punishment. And because it's a revelation of the, of the nature of God, uh, we, we learn that same truth from the law. And I believe, and the whole purpose of it was to prepare us for, for faith in Christ because yeah. once we realize we are under sin mm. and under judgment. That's a good starting point, know, isn't it? Then we realize we can't save ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need a saviour. Mm. We need someone who can break us out of prison, you know, who can pay so, the price so, uh, for uh, our this liberty. This reminds me of um, Ray Comforts when he goes out onto university campuses in his brilliant way, you know, the way of the master, yeah. and he asks kids yeah. um, on the campus mm. about sin. Yeah. And have you done this? Uh, yeah, you know, are you a sinner? Oh, no, no, I'm not a sinner. Um, have you done this? Have you done that? And, mm. and it's a brilliant way for, to get them to acknowledge, yes, I am a sinner. Yes. And that's the starting point. But um, Galatians was written, we said, I think, that it was the first of yes. Paul's letters. Yes, yes. Um, which is interesting because he expands on it in Romans, that, you know, it, this, yes, this he does. particular yes, he does. verse about yeah. us all being under and it's, it's an interesting point to make then, because I, I mean, I don't know what viewers think, or, or, but I think, you know, I'd never really thought about it. I Paul was saved and he, he, he then went into ministry and he started to write. But if Galatians is his first letter, we reckon he, he couldn't have started writing for at least 14 years. Of course, he must have written mm. lots of letters which are not recorded yet. Mm. But as far as those are recorded in the canon of scripture, mm. there's, a, there's a distinct gap of 14 years before he started. 
Yeah. So he's got a lot of experience under his belt at the point yeah. he's writing this. But the fact that he's laying the foundations, yeah. mm. as it were, if this yes, is his first letter, it is foundational, yeah, isn't it? It really is. We're all under sin. Mm. Is it worth having a quick look at the Romans Definitely. Um, so, yeah. three Definitely, passage? Yes. Where, where he, it's exactly the Romans 3.9, yeah, I think. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because, you know, Romans is, is talking Jews and Gentiles, and I already alluded to the fact there's neither Jew, you know, nor yeah. Gentile, or, you know, slave nor free. He, he's, he said that in this passage, at the end of the passage, mm. but in Romans 3, this is, is it first? This is universal. Exactly. So he said, what shall we conclude then? We've already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under sin. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and he, he says it more than once, you know, there is no yeah. difference. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's, that's later on in that's chapter right, three. three. Yes. Um, but then he says, as it is written, there's no one righteous, not even one. And then he says their, their throats are empty graves. All have turned away. Their throats are empty graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on the lips. He's really illustrating it. That this is the moral law, you yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. Everyone the is law under Moses sin. Moses made the moral law explicit. Yeah. It was always there, but it made it explicit. And at the end of that passage, you know, the clincher is he says, there is no fear of God before their eyes. He said, their feet are swift to shed blood. Mm. It's, it's quite um, telling. The way of peace they do not know. Yes. It's, it's all, that's consequences of breaking the moral law, isn't it? it yeah. Or it's evidence of, of, exactly. of sin, of, of breaking the because the moral law, in a way, is the glory of God, and we all fall short yeah. of the glory of God. Yeah. And because um, I have a confession now, because I mixed up Romans six twenty three and Romans three twenty three, <laughs> all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of yes. God. Is Romans six twenty three that the wages of sin is death? Oh, well, which one's which? You see, I've got Romans 3.23 is the, from the passage we're, yeah, we're referring to. That's right, to. all of sin. And then Romans 6.23 is the wages of sin. The judgment, the wages of sin is death. So the two go together, you see. Yeah. And so that's the law, in a way, it says Scripture has confined everything under sin. So yeah. he's referring, as in Romans, mm. to Psalm 14, for example, yeah. that he's quoting from there. Yeah. Also Psalm 147, mm. verse 1 and 2. Um, and, and so the scripture and the law in particular, mm. uh, you know, makes it clear to man that God has standards, yeah. perfection. We, we are sinners yeah. and we are under that judgment. So that when the news of Jesus Christ comes along, yeah. we, we so, who comes and says, I've come to set you free, yeah. uh, rather than saying, oh, that, that's not relevant to me, yeah. we would say, yes, I receive yeah. you, Jesus, yeah. set me free. I'm, I'm, yes. I, I need, and it's salvation by grace is implicit, because if you're a prisoner, you're guilty, you know, you can't set yourself free. Yeah. All you can do is hope there's a savior who can come yeah. and set yourself free, and when Jesus, says, I've done it, yeah. I've paid the price for your release, then of course that prepares you to receive the gospel. Exactly. So th th that, that passage in Romans is, is, a one, is a passage that you know, stands out because he, he starts it by, by saying that Jew and Gentile alike are, are on sin. Then he ends it after, after saying there's no fear of God before their eyes. Now um, there's no fear of God before their eyes. He says... Um, uh, and he says, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that, in other words, he's established it. We're all under the law, the moral law, 
so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. So that's yeah. the universal, universal nature effect. of it. Yeah. We're all under it and we're all accountable. They're, Therefore, shut your trap. <laughs> you know, don't start parading yourself in any fashion at all. Just humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and under his moral law. And trust, trust even, him. To even though the law of Moses was specifically given to Israel, they, as it were, are representative of the whole human race. And so just as we receive the Messiah that comes through Israel, we are meant to learn the lessons, yeah. as it were, that Israel learnt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're the test case, you might say. Yeah. So we're meant to learn through Israel yeah. of the nature of God, the character of God and our sinfulness. And that's yeah. Israel is our teacher in that yeah. respect. Yeah. Do you want to so, expand more, John? On, no, I, I just think it's, it's this illusion of self-righteousness that pervades mm. the human race. Um, and it's, it's rampant and it's deep. Mm. And the only way that could be dealt with is with, as it were, the sledgehammer of God's law. Mm. Um, man has to be brought to the end of himself. He has to come to the point where he says, I can't do this. Mm. Um, and that I believe today is more and more difficult. I, I think all times have been difficult. Funny enough, I was watching the film of um, the Peterloo Massacre recently. Yeah. And this, you, know, you realize from the script that things haven't changed very much no. at all. Yeah. at all yeah. in the way the people view parliament and the way parliamentarians view the people i mean things are really very much the same and and so human nature doesn't change that's, that's the it. that's the point i'm making and, this and the relevance of it is is that it when he says the whole world it's through history yes it's across all cultures it's everywhere it hasn't changed no. the hu human nature no the the the, the, the whole world the consequence of the fall or one of the hideous consequences of the fall is this man's view that he is righteous, that yeah. he's a good man. Mm. And, and even if he's a bad man and proud of being a bad man, yeah. as some people are, you know, you think of the gangs and... They're often in a better position. I just wanted to just expand one more element yeah. of the whole world, and that is it doesn't matter uh, what your intellectual capacity is. Um, how, you know, whether you're, you know, the, the, the greatest professor, you know, or, or someone much lower down, the, you know, the sort of intellectual food chain, it actually still um, has a relevance. Because mm. someone can be just as proud, you know, with nothing in terms of, you know, faculties as someone who has everything. Mm. Yeah. Or, or, of course, the Lord said it's, it's, it's harder for a rich man to enter you know, the kingdom of heaven, them, you know, camel through the eye of a needle. It's difficult if you've got a lot of riches, but you still have that message of all being under sin. Mm. It's relevant to all, yeah. all tiers of society. Absolutely. All. God is so really gracious, is so gracious that he, 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 he demonstrates this to us in ways which we might find surprising. I, I, I'm thinking if you have a domestic, you have a dog, yeah. you have a, a domesticated animal, animal dog, yeah. you have a dog. And as all dogs do, they sometimes do things they shouldn't. And with many dogs, all you have to do is look at them. And they look at you with those sorrowful eyes, mm -hmm. turn around and walk away with their tail between their necks, yeah. or put their tail between their necks and come up and sort of, <laughs> please love me. Yeah. It's a picture, if you like, of God looking at us when we misbehave. Mm. Um, you, 
Do you, do you know, understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I'm struggling definitely. a bit with it. This yeah. is a, a, a spiritual thing, but there's something going on. The, the dog recognizes it. There's a yeah. communication. Awareness of, of Awareness that I shouldn't have done that. Mm. And, and I've got to go make amends with my master. Yeah. It's no different. Mm. And the law says to us, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And the reason we need the law is, as you say, human nature by itself will tend to think I'm okay. Yeah, because yeah. we concoct a standard that we think yeah. we would judge ourselves by, and which is basically as long as you're basically a nice guy or something. Yeah. And the law actually tells us, reveals what God's standard is, mm. which is total holiness. Yeah. And really often you see a zero tolerance policy. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and once we understand God's standard, then we understand we're sinners. Mm. We might convince ourselves, if without God revealing His law, we might convince ourselves that actually we're, we're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, God's law shows us the yeah. truth of, of who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is, this is interesting. If we can go off a slight tangent at the moment, there has to be a willingness to recognize that God's law is saying something to you. And I would say that in millions of people, there's no willingness to even consider it. Yeah. Um, and there, which brings us in, and I'm not making any no. point here, but it brings us back to the interesting conjecture about the elect and non-elect. Is it only the elect who become convicted? Because there are millions who, who don't and never will mm. and couldn't care less. And, and, are still, and, uh, no, and are still in I'm just sowing the seed for no, it's a good. thought. Yeah. God talks about those he has known, yeah. and I know it's a difficult, and I know people hate the thought of God sort of turning his back on people and letting them go to hell. And I'm not, no, this is, I'm not no. making a case for, 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 for predestination or anything at this point. I'm certainly not making a case for Calvinism. No. I'm just saying it's an interesting question, isn't it? It's an interesting point, because everything Derek has said is right, but as I'm listening to it, I think but for, it won't touch. Millions and millions and millions of people. I, I, I do yes. think that well, pe people choose, but um, yeah. go on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it may be. Yeah. They're still the elect, but the issue, yeah. the big issue is how much is, is that of their own choice and how much... Uh, well, of course. But of course. It's interesting what you say. That in 2 Thessalonians, it talked about those who, who are damned, yeah. uh, particularly in the end times, because it says they did not love the truth. Yes, it does. They embraced the lie, the delusion, yes. because they did not love the truth. And I believe the truth versus the lie is the truth that there is a God. Yes. And, and, what, and that we are then accountable to God. Yes, yeah. Now, you, a lot of people don't like that truth because no. that requires a lot of me and that tells me I'm under authority yes. and it tells me I'm a sinner. Yes. And so they, they would rather embrace the lie Mm. which is there isn't a God and I'm my own God mm. yeah. and I can make the rules and yeah. I'm okay, thank mm. you very much. Yes. B and because that, that, that has an appeal to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But salvation begins by loving the truth. Yes, it does. That there is a God who made me yeah. and, and that's wonderful, mm. but I am now accountable to him and I have broken his law yeah. and I need salvation. Yes. <laughs> yes. And by the way, the, the divisions that are broken down in Christ are very much alive outside of Christ. So all the divisions about slave free, you know, and, and all the rest, people and all the other divisions and factions that we have out in the world are, are partly as a result of embracing the lie. Mm. So it doesn't yeah. say 
we are all one in the, in the sort of the, the family of the humanity of man. The Bible doesn't say that. Mm. It says we're all one in Christ. Sorry, I know I'm yeah. jumping to yeah, yeah, but, uh, one of my favorite verses. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but Romans also talks about preaching the truth in unrighteousness, doesn't it? If I got yes. that right, yes. um, which has always struck as being rather strange, but mm. it's obviously not the truth, or they're putting the wrong slant well, on they the They repress truth. the yeah. truth. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Find the verse and we'll... <laughs> it's in we'll one or two, we'll isn't it? Two, two, two Romans 2, I think. Yeah. Yes, they've exchanged the truth for a lie, worshipped and served created things. That's in one. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But... Um, yeah, it all comes down to what's true it all and what's false. And, and that's where we are in today's true. world. There's a yeah. complete confusion over what's true. Yeah. Massive fog over what's true. And new age is just gathering steam. I yeah. mean, it's, it's racing away. Yeah. It, they take lumps of truth and then latch onto it. Complete yeah. rubbish. Well, they exchange truth for a lie and they worshipped and served created things yeah. rather than the creator. So the yeah. truth is worshipping God yeah. rather than worshipping what he's created. It's, it's but this whole concept of man's goodness and man's being, almost being a god, you know, is, right. is, is so, it, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's all over the place now that it's all going to, man is basically good and it's all going to be righted. Well, it's not going to be right without God's intervention, that I know. The ascent of man. <laughs> the ascent of man, yes. I think we shouldn't be ashamed to preach the truth. I think not. Yeah. No, because in a way we need to prepare the ground for the gospel. Yeah. yeah. People have to know the truth. Yes. And if we do that, the Holy Spirit will yeah. back that up in their hearts. Mm. Even though culture seems powerful, yeah. the anointed word of God can penetrate that. And those who are elect at least... Yes. Yeah they will respond to the Holy Spirit as, right. he, as he convicts yeah. them. There's right. another lovely scripture um, in Romans 11, which keys into Romans 3, where it says, God has bound all men, bound all men over to disobedience in order that he might have mercy on them. Yeah. All. And I've always found that a bit of an interesting twist at the end of Romans 11. But in one sense, it fits in with the, the Calvinist view. <laughs> He's bound. Yeah, and you, I think He's of Augustine. You know, Augustine was a, was a rogue. Bound us over. In order that he will have mercy on us. Yeah. So again, we, we get back to our verse 22, that we, you know, we're, it's part of the tutoring. Yes. That, that we, are, we are bound by sin and disobedience to become aware of our imprisonment. Yes. Yes. So that's the moral law is in verse 22. I think it moves to the ceremonial law in verse 23. Yeah. Because it says before faith comes, and that's, it's always talking about the coming of Christ and bringing the new covenant. Yeah. And it's really the, the Christian faith, the specific faith we have. Before that came, and I, what I noticed is it, it's moved from all to we. Yes. And I think Paul... And, and later on he talks about you, but here yeah. I think he's talking about Israel in particular. Yeah. The particular role the law had for Israel, mm -hmm. and, and, and then by extension for the rest of us, because we learn through Israel, but we were kept under guard by the law. So now the law, as it were, operate, held Israel in custody. Yeah. Very um, much so. In, Very much so. Yeah, and, and constrained Israel. And, and still today, Israel. Yes, still actually. today, those that follow these laws mm. are 
that they're by virtue of following kosher, you know, Shabbat mm. and the festivals, they are separate. They're separate. And it protects And them. in many ways, they were protected from the heathenism around them. Uh, although they sinned, but in the essence they were protected from right. a lot of the wickedness and the other ways of the Gentiles. And there was a kind of preservation, particularly through the ceremonial law. Yeah. The moral law of, is, I, in theory, common for everyone, That's but right. the ceremonial law was particularly, and it and helped By the them way, in it enabled them to be the custodians so they were in custody, but the custodians of God's word. Exactly. And without them being protected by the, mm. the ceremonial laws, they, they would have just disintegrated yeah. and assimilated, and we wouldn't have the scriptures. So this is another purpose of the law mm. that Paul is bringing in here, yeah. you see, yeah. that um, we were kept under God by the law, kept for the faith that would afterward be revealed. So mm. this was necessary preparation for the Messiah. Yeah. First of all, as we've been talking about, kept, uh, but also prepared um, so that through the ceremonial laws they, they, would, they would know who the Messiah would be. They would, they would understand the, pr the elementary principles of sacrifices and, and cleanliness and uncleanliness yeah. and yeah. all these kind of things yeah. were necessary for them yeah. for the ultimate. Again, the, yeah. Paul's saying it was just temporary, yeah. but it was a necessary for God to kind of help hold them in custody, protect them from yeah. evil truths getting in and corrupting everything, and so that they would actually have a knowledge of the Messiah, mm. uh, so that they, they would be ready to receive it's the wonderful, Messiah. wonderful, isn't it? I mean, through scriptures, John, there, there is this process of revelation. You know, there are these... Yeah time periods where, where God is sort of, as it were, um, chunking back his revelation into darkened humanity. You know, yes. it's, it's massive. If you drew a graph, there was a massive dip at, at the Garden of Eden, you know, with this sort of the total depravity of man. Uh, and, and then, you know, how, how can God, with his pure, holy lights, shine back in? as it were, and revive and, and redeem, you know, yes. a completely um, putrefied humanity. And, well, and so the Israel is a, is a key element. Yes, and, and, and it, it's only God that could have done it because he had a fight on his hands. You know, when you look how mankind, and we're talking about Israel, has fought the truth. Has, has slipped constantly back into untruth and lies and the occult and everything else, how they have murdered God's prophets. Yeah. You know, Jesus talks about it. He rebukes them. Yeah. You murdered them all. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, the Lord, it, no wonder it took 2,000 yeah. years <laughs> to, to, get, to get them to any... I mean, hard enough for Israel, but, but that scripture that says we're dead in our trespasses yes. and sins. We're dead. Yes. And you who are far off have been brought near. I mean, Israel, you know, did have a special elect yes. status. God yes, elected much them so. to be the vehicle. Very, very and, much. And, but even they were kicking, kicking. Kicking against, all the time. Against. All the time. And, and I, the thing that amazes me about, about, about Israel, and I think is a, it, well, let's just, they've been brought out of Egypt 
Um, and they've seen all the signs and wonders, or if they didn't see them personally, have heard about the signs and wonders that have gone on, and they get to the Red Sea, and Moses, the Lord says, why are you crying out to me? Of course, Moses didn't cry out to him, actually, if you read scripture, but in other words, he's saying, you've got everything in you now to cross. You hold out my rod and you'll be over. And so they cross at the Red Sea parts, and they cross, and, and within weeks, they're at Mount Sinai. And, the, the, you know, the, they see the thunder and lightning of God come down on the mountain and they say, yeah, we'll, we'll, we, you be our God, we'll be your people, all of them to a man saying this. And then again, within a few more weeks, they're building a golden calf. That's right. Now, it just... It's, it's quite it, something to break into this wickedness, it, this it wicked is, world. It is so wicked. Yeah. That wickedness is so deep-rooted. Yeah. Um, you know, at one, at one level, it's just a measure of false conversion. Why we have to be so careful when somebody says, ah, you know, they've converted. Uh, you could say that it, that, was, that was some altar call at Mount yeah. Sinai, you know, but it didn't prove to be very effective. Yeah. So we have to be careful it's about process, process. people coming to the front and saying, uh, saying yeah, a, 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 a prayer by rote, as it were. Yeah. Um, but because people who regularly put that, I remember Frank Davis, there was this Cromore Baptist Church in, in, um, up in Shrewsbury. And I remember being at a meeting with him and it, you know, he gave a great sermon and then, and then did the appeal. And, you know, the usual suspects stand up <laughs> and he says, for those of you who are always standing up, sit down, <laughs> you know. <laughs> because it can become a ritual. Anyway, so we're basically saying how important this ceremonial law was. Yeah. Yes. It's sort of breaking into and God's the, ways back into the, humanity. Yes, it, it held Israel in custody, uh, protected them from the outside, but also prepared them for the Messiah. Yeah. But notice it's temporary. Yeah. And it says until, uh, you know, it was the idea is to keep Israel until the faith which would be revealed, which mm. is when Christ came. So. Now, the ceremonial law is no longer relevant. Yeah. It's, it's fulfilled its purpose yeah. in preparing Israel for Christ. Mm -hmm. And then he moves the picture on, but it's the same kind of picture in verse 24. Therefore, the law was our tutor. Um, yeah. That's an interesting word. To, to, to bring us to Christ, Christ, but that's in italics in my translation. Well, that's so interesting. I think, yeah. I'll go with Wiest on this, he says... The law was our tutor to Christ, until Christ. Yeah. In other words, yeah. it functioned until Christ. As a tutor. It's true mm. that it, it was a tutor that brought, brings you to Christ because the ceremonial law yeah. points you to Christ yeah. as the fulfillment I, I certainly have in my margin until Christ. until Christ came. So that's literally what it says. Yeah. In other words, it, it fulfills this it, until Christ and now we are not under the law, and even yeah. Israel is not technically yeah. under the law because Christ has now come. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the ch this so word it's basically tutor. done its, its job. You know, if you imagine a tutor yeah. it, either in school, you know, leading up to uni, or a tutor in uni leading up to your degree or whatever, you know, they've done the job when yes. you've reached that point. And then afterwards, it, it, it becomes a little bit, the relationship with the tutor, as it yes, were, no can become under. a bit forced. Yeah. No longer under the tutor, yeah. as you say. The tutor does a job for a time. So he's saying the law is not your, 
salvation, or it's not even your life now, Paul mm. is saying. It was the in law the past. historically served a purpose yeah. of I preparing the human race for, for the coming of Christ. Yeah. This word tutor actually is paedagogos, and it's a bit different to our idea of a tutor. It, it was usually a slave that would accompany the boy to school. And the tutor was a disciplinarian. It was like a strict oh, right. governess in our culture, a strict governess. So this tutor was often be seen in pictures with a rod. Mm. And basically, the tutor made sure the boy went to school on time, that he did his homework, that he was always in the right place on the right time, and he would correct him. Mm. So it's the same idea as custodian, that you know he would make sure the boy wouldn't mix with the wrong company. Mm. He would constrain and protect the yeah. very much be the disciplinarian, yeah. probably teach him a few things too, but it's particularly saying the law is like that for Israel. It, it held Israel within certain bounds. Yeah. It told it what to do at different times. You know, you keep the yeah. Sabbath, you keep these feasts. Yeah. You know, you, you, he's under control because the child, in a way, isn't ready to be set free. Mm -hmm. um, and it's good, isn't it, John? That's the tutor. Isn't yeah. it? it? It's just it's so helpful to see, you know. It is. Even just to go into that Greek word and, and see what it actually means. That's right. Mm. But um, the, the moral law, which was particularly for Israel, and one can see, you know, when you look at the sacrificial system, how that pointed clearly to Christ. Mm. Uh, um, but the, the God's law, you know, the, the, the commandments, which are written in the hearts of all human beings, mm. um, it's, that's, that's the idea. Of course, we've talked before about the consequences of seared consciences. Mm. Um, yeah. But God's law is in us. He's put, we, all mankind knows it's wrong to murder. Yeah. There might be some who think it's right, who've managed to justify it mm. in their own minds through twisted thinking. But generally speaking, all mankind knows it's wrong to murder, it's wrong to steal, it's wrong to yeah. commit adultery. They know it's in them. But they would, but the but, but the moral law is not in them. They have no idea. They wouldn't. Ceremony. Yet, yep. yet, yep. sacrifice is quite common, among, very common amongst pagan cultures. Mm. And they might be sacrificing to the wrong thing, but not they, leading but to Christ. No, not absolutely not at all, because it's been perverted. Yes, tragic. It's been perverted yes. by Satan, who's who, who's ensnared them. Yeah. Out, because the things Satan desires more than anything else very clear through the, the testing of Christ in the desert, is worship. He longs to be worshipped by man. That's right. And therefore, if he can lead them astray and get them to do a, what one might call a godly thing, some form of sacrifice, but to him. That's right, that's right, yeah. So I wanted to just, now, it, it's a, we don't mind tangents, do we? No. Um, uh, God's words more is bigger than our tangents. Uh, uh, you mentioned the third um, law, which is the civil um, which is which is there in the scriptures? Now it's not so much in the part relevant to this no, but passage. What, the lesson but is I have that a question. It, there is a punishment. Yes, that's what the civil law particularly yeah. revealed was that sin carries punishment. Yes, so absolutely. And of course, the the moral law, uh, the, the the law does inform civil law. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it always has done traditionally. Exactly. It not, so I just want to unpack a little bit of where we are today with civil law because it's become detached as it were from this mm. connection to the moral law and um, the fact that we uh, and of course even in the time of Paul you know there was the the civil law that had risen up through the paganism of Rome 
How valid is, is a law that is not connected to God's law? I know what John would think. Yeah. <laughs> I would well, it's, I'm, I'm it's a general question, really. Yeah. You're talking about the, a law that actually contradicts the moral law. Or, I mean, a nation can bring in civil law that isn't directly, you know, um, the outgrowth of moral law. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in a sense, it's meant to be for the greater good of, of everyone. Yes. But are you talking about laws that actually violate God's moral law? Um, well, that's the extreme, um, but uh, there's this sort of middle ground, as it were, of, you know, I suppose that's where dem democratic debate comes in. But um, you have to have the moral law, really, to have a valid civil you do. law. You do. Yeah, that's the foundation of civil yeah. law. You do. Because that's not how it's seen today. You know, there is a, a sense that, you know, there is a secular, you know, by virtue of it being secular, it's not based on on the scriptures and the moral law but that's the world that we're living in now is is the rule of secular mm. law yeah. and it's not such an easy i mean thank the lord that we do have the scriptures and we have the 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 ten commandments you know we have and we have the continuum with the ceremonial and the civil law in the context of israel but we're moving into territory now where we don't have any of that all I would say is that the, the worst possible form of state is one that is a secular totalitarian state. Yeah. You yeah. Know, because when you, have the mor when you have the moral law of God as the basis of the law of society, then no human ruler, then their power is limited because ultimately everyone's restrained by mm. the moral law of God. So ideally, even kings are yeah. under that moral yeah. law. But when you have the denial of God and absolute truth, then somebody like a, a communist dictator can become totalitarian and be like God mm. because there is no competing God. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants, and then it becomes the worst form of government, yeah. kind of arbitrary control. It's, which is where we are heading. Yes. Yes. We're completely open that one up with yeah, you, John, it is, but it is yeah, a shocking is, state is, that we've it reached. It is clearly where we're heading because globalism is, yeah. is, is the call of the day. And, and um, you, you, you can't have globalism if you haven't got... Ah, this is an interesting thought. Now you begin to see the need for a one-world religion mm. because religion is essential to inform the governance but it can't be Christianity. And now we've talked, about, was it last week or week before, about suffering for Christ. And mm. I, I'm beginning to see that there's a different, there's another element to this suffering. There, there can be physical suffering, but there's spiritual or emotional suffering. As we groan, as we, as we see what governments are doing, as we see the legislation they're passing, which is absolutely contrary to the word of God. I mean, we've, we suffer, don't we, in the yes, sense we think, we oh, do. this is we suffer. awful. We suffer. Mm. This is just so, awful. Oh, Lord, please intervene. Yeah. That is suffering. Yeah. So anyway, irrespective of what governments or dictators or tyrants do, as we established with our first verse, Derek, we, we, they're, they're under. They're, whether they like it or not, whether they say it or not, yeah. whatever they do, yes, quite. they are under. Yeah. Under that imprint, the imprimatur, you know, made in God's image. Deep down they know that. They know.
Dana. You know that. The verse 24, just to finish yeah, that verse yeah, off, is, is actually mostly ceremonial law because yeah. he's saying the law was our tutor on That's the right. Pedagogus to bring us or until Christ mm. that we might be justified by faith. Yes. Now, that, again, it's talking about Israel primarily, but they were justified by faith before Christ came. Mm. Yeah. Notice it's actually saying that through the law, it magnified the promise, it illuminated the promise, the promise of the Messiah, the promise that he would suffer, that he would die for their sins, and all the things that the Messiah would do. That was a purpose of the law, that they would believe, like Abraham believed, and many of them did, in the coming Messiah, and they were justified by faith. So the law actually illuminated and magnified the promise to, and brought them to, to trust in, in the coming Messiah. Yeah. And they were justified by faith. So yeah. he's pointing out a lot of positive promises yeah. about the law. Yeah. And, then, um, and then it says, now that faith has come. Yes. In other words, you do no is. longer need the supervision. Exactly. You've got, in a way, it's, mankind it's has, or Israel or mankind, God has deemed, has grown and grown to the point yeah. where, okay, that's enough. The seed has come and faith has come. Yeah, exactly. Point, those two and, things. And therefore, there's a clear statement there, actually, that you are no longer, because some people need to hear this. That's, you, that is the key no verse. You are no longer under the law. You are, even if you thought you were under the law, yeah. you, were, you are no, no longer under the supervision under the or the tutor, of yes. the tutorage of the exactly. law. Exactly. Yeah. Because God is, is, wants to treat you as a grown-up, that, that yeah. you don't have to have this thing always constraining you, telling you what you should do at every moment of the day, God is saying, okay, now it's time for you to it's go to really the next level. It's a really big job. It's a really big job, isn't it? When you've had all of these centuries of the ceremonial, you know, with the purpose leading up to Christ, but at that critical pivot, when the seed has come, when faith has come, faith in Jesus as Messiah, then you've got to sort of explain it to all those who've been following all the centuries of tradition. Mm. It's, it's quite a, a, a critical pivot yeah. here that, that Paul is trying, you know, really uh, against, uh, you know, the whole weight of history yeah. is explaining it, he, that saying, it was for a time. Yes. It served its purpose. All those pictures and types, it served its purpose. Yeah. And we still learn from it, yeah. but you don't have to keep practicing these things right. because the shadow, those are the shadows, but now the substance has come. Yeah. The reality has come. Christ has come. Yeah. So you don't have to go through all these routines now. You know, they've served their purpose. They've prepared the way. They've taught you. They've prepared right. you. But, but now... But amazingly, Paul wrote that nearly 2,000 years ago. And as it were, the, the ripple effect is still with us. Yeah. And this is what, you know, you get very agitated about, John. <laughs> that, 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 you know, the, 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 the ceremonial, the legalism is still, yes, it's still kept going. So it, it's, that's it's right. still very relevant it's to us ab today. Absolutely relevant. Mm. And, and I mean, I, we've said before, you know, I, one can sympathise with the Jewish nation. It must have been desperately difficult for them yeah. to, to accept to, to think that all they had done, all this mm. 2,000 years or was a means whatever, to an end. It was, yes, is, is over because they're wrapped up and they identify themselves with their traditions, with, yeah. uh, with, with their ceremonies. It's, it's so important to them. And to just be able to turn and walk away from it and now say, oh, it's yeah. done, 
death a means to an end, what, what, but not an end in what, itself. What, that's the, the danger, yeah. it's finding the, the meaning in yeah. the rituals. That's right. They, they find the meaning in their rituals and, and, and their eyes are veiled and they, they can't see it. Um, as for the rest of mankind who has no knowledge of the ritual, it's, it's rather different. Maybe um, easier. Well, it's probably, it, it, it's easier, through. It, it is easier, but, but there's the, the still the need to, uh, to understand or, or to understand the necessity of a vicarious sacrifice of somebody standing in your place. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's... It's, it's the yeah, parable, that was, that it's that parable of the, the, the workers that is relevant here, you know, yes. that one... You know that those that came at the beginning of the They're day are work blooming hard all day, absolutely relevant. and then those at the that end of the, the day get the same pay. That was the complaint to the Jewish people. You know, we've it's, done all this, and that yeah, lot, those the, the dogs, are getting and, this and, for nothing. But it was agreed. Yeah, it well, was I, an I, agreement I, with the workers at the beginning of yeah. the day, and it was an agreement with the workers at the end of the day. Yes, it was righteous. It was righteous. I, I love the way he puts it actually in yeah. verse twenty-five. Yeah. After faith has come. Yeah. Now, we would have just said, after Christ has come. That's right. But actually, he says, after faith has come, or, or faith in Christ. Yeah. So certainly, for the individual, once you have put faith in Christ, but why the emphasis on faith? I would put it like this. It's faith that connects you to reality. Mm. See, faith is in the heart. It connects you to... While you are looking at these externals and finding your meaning in the externals, you are not in contact with reality. Mm. They witness to reality, but they are not reality. But when faith has come, when you come to that place where you trust in Christ, now you're connected to the reality. Yeah. Now you don't need those externals, or you don't need to practice yeah. the externals, because you now have the reality that those externals are talking about. So when faith has come, yes. when you come to faith in Christ, yeah. then you are no longer under the law. Yeah. You know, that is, it served its purpose yeah. in your life. Wonderful. And you've grown up to become sons. You are, then in verse 26, you are sons of God through faith in yeah. Jesus Christ or Christ. Notice he's changed from we to you. Yes. And so now he's including the Gentiles too. That's right. He's That's saying, right. although, you know, the Jews had a particular experience, yeah. but now we, through Christ, yeah. we all come into sonship. Yes, so we need to be reminded that he's writing to the Galatians now sometimes. It's all of, now it's all of us. But the word order in the New King James is wrong. Um, yeah. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ. Yeah. Um, from my reading, it should be, for you, through faith, are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, very good. And the key right. phrase is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, very, very good. Come on, John, a bit of no, Martin No, it's Luther. all right. That's verse 26. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Verse 26. I saw, I saw you buried in the... Um, no. <laughs> no, no, it's no, fine. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, so it's verse 26. And I suppose, of course, there's, there's a progression as well. I talked about the progression of, you know, workers in the day, in the, as it were, in the parable. But there's something about growing up from the infancy of rituals... Or even if you think about bringing up a child, you, you, you create a framework. It's not the Jewish ceremonial framework, but you, you pray with them at mealtimes. You pray when they um, get up in the morning, when they uh, go to bed at night. You're creating a framework which is helpful for them to get their bearings mm. um, 
um, not just moral, but framing them to understand God and his presence and praying to him, asking, you know, the, 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 the simple truths of the Christian faith in the hope that they would then grow up into sonship and take responsibility and not always have to be spoon-fed, that they can then... And that's why yes. at this critical point, Paul says, you are, you are all sons of God. It's, it's a wonderful thing. You've, you've reached that maturity, exactly. one would hope. When you are mature, you've internalized those things. Yeah. Now you don't need someone to set the framework yeah. for you, yeah. which is the law, that's the external it. framework which a parent does when a child's growing that's up, it. that's necessary. Yeah. But once you've internalized the reality of, yeah. of those things, you don't need the framework anymore. Yeah. Um, but the other thing about sonship, there's two, two other things. One is you um, are a, an heir, and the other is that you take responsibility. Mm. So uh, then yeah. you are actually then administering all of this to the next generation or to or to those who you're reaching out to. You're taking, rather than you just being the recipients of the teaching and the tutoring, yeah. you're then beginning to yeah. take, responsibility. Yeah, take responsibility and tutor others. Yeah. Because yes. it's in Disciple you. others. You, and this, this word son is important. Because it's, yes. it's really, through faith, okay, so now you've put your faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. Now you are all sons of God. Mm. And it's the word huios which is yeah. mature sons, okay, so... Oh, that's exactly the point, yeah. Exactly, in, 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 and really, the, the, young, the youngster needed this pedagogos, yeah. 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 but the, now you've become a weos, we are, you know, we are considered to be, yeah. to have Christ in us, yeah. we, are, we are like the Father, yeah. Yeah. and now we can actually mm -hmm. um, be, be treated differently. Yeah. My God. So we're pretty well done. Now you need to remember, all you viewers, we'll be testing you when we next gather together. You need to remember the word huios. <laughs> <laughs> it's really important. The, the, yeah, so we're in the last minute. I don't know whether I can stretch out an outro. So, John, have no, you got any comments? No, because, but what I have to say needs more than a minute. So, <laughs> oh, no. we'll leave, it, leave it till next week. Thanks for your help. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, we, I don't think we quite got to verse 29, um, but we've had a, a good innings. Remember the different elements of the law, the moral, ceremonial, the civil, civic. And, and be careful that people don't try and, uh, who don't believe in God's word, tell you what it's saying. Let's, let's learn from him in humility and ask him to speak to us through his word. We look forward to sharing more from Galatians when we meet again next week.